Welcome to a new episode of These Go to Eleven. Let's turn it up. Hey everybody, welcome back to These Go to Eleven, an unchurchy conversation about everyday faith. Please make sure you like, subscribe, and review on your favorite podcast platform. This not only helps us to get our content out there, but also helps us to find out what you, our faithful listeners, think. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to these Go to 11. Once again, Nathan Bell. Joining me as always, Greg Dutcher. Greg, what is going on, man? I am fired up, man. Are we talking about TV shows? We are talking about TV shows. Dude, this is March Madness. Yes. We had our 300th episode that dropped last week. Woo-woo. Yep. That was great, dude. That was fun. That was good. Yes. Uh, enjoyed that conversation Me looking too. back. Uh, we were talking about movies this week. Or, I'm sorry, TV shows this week. Yes. Movies next week. Yep. And then we are talking about books. Yes, last week. dude. And I want that one to be in a different studio. I want it to be... Uh, in an office with many books. <laughs> smells of rich mahogany. Because we're certainly not getting that in our current <laughs> <Yeah>. podcast studio. <laughs> we'll have to record in Matt's office, I, not I yours. I was going to say, let's go to Matt's office. I see a few books, but I definitely am not getting a rich mahogany uh, deal. So we, we'll have to do that. But, dude, we could definitely rock shows today. Yes. Uh, because, you know, oh, my goodness. You and I are both uh, uh, show lovers yes. and story lovers and... Um, you know, Netflix, Hulu, all that oh, fun yeah. stuff. Dude, I'm told there's a rumor going that from time to time there might even be some exchanging of uh, login information, but we'll save that for a should we, should we not ethics podcast. That's right. That's right. I don't know what you're we'll... talking about, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll get around to doing that podcast. That's uh, right. Sometime before <laughs> Jesus returns or after. That's right. That's so right. There we go. Uh, there is one that I have to start off with because yeah. as you and I were just kind of listing the things that we had been watching and yeah. going through, uh, there's one that I keep recommending to you, but I keep forgetting oh, to bring up and dude. talk about. And so I have to start there. And Please. that is uh, Sandman. Yes, so Sandman is on Netflix. On my list. Um, and here's what I will say about that. So if, if you are uh, a family listening to this, if you are a parent listening to this, hoping to get... Uh, advice on what you could show your children or what you could watch together as a family. Can I just say Sandman is not that show? Yeah. Um, <laughs> it, it is a very dark, yep. gritty, uh, based on the graphic novel by Neil Gaiman. Yes. Um, about the Sandman. Yeah. The slumberer. And um, can I just say there are two episodes in there that are worth their weight in in cinematic gold. Ooh, dude. Um, one of them is it's a very dark take yep. on what happens when humans fully give themselves over to their desires. Yeah. Um, and it it I believe accurately portrays and the message that comes at the end of it. And this is why I would say it's worth, it, it is worth its weight in gold uh, is that it does accurately portray that people are not happier yeah. when they give over to their desires, but actually they fall into despair. Oh, um, And I think that is very poignant. And I, I think that's very biblical too, um, yeah. that we are not happier when we just give ourselves over to our wants and desires. Dude, Romans one, it's a divine judgment. Yeah. Um, 
according to Paul, that when he hands us over, turns us over, yeah, and you think, well, to what? To our desires, yes. to the things that we want, and they themselves are the snare. Yes. Uh, but it's so counterintuitive yes. to think that the things you want are the things that can kill you. Kill you, yeah. So, yeah, you've, dude, you've been very patient with me because <laughs> I I just have to get that in the, in the slot. And, you know, a lot of people say, come on, Dutch, how do you watch this? You know this, Nathan. My my sleep is far better than it was yes. years ago. Yep. But my sleeping pattern's weird. Yes. Um, I wake up sometimes for no reason at all at 3.57 a.m. Yeah, yeah. Some weird time like that. Everybody has this once in a while. I get this more than I would like. Yeah. Uh, and I'm think, I, I, I feel like it's 3 o'clock in the afternoon, Yeah. bright daylight, like I need to be up I'm doing just something. Up doing yeah. something. So, you know, you fight that for a little while, and then you think, well, my goodness. So at that time, I will say this. Occasionally, I might get up and I might work on a sermon. Sure. Occasionally. Yeah. Not usually. Yeah. At that point, dude, I'm giving my mind something to kind of ease it, enjoy, yeah. you know, stimulate it to some degree if I think I'm going to be up. And I just know, hey, this is a time to watch something that Lisa's not going to want to watch. Right. My preference is always to watch stuff with her. Yeah. And we, we like a lot of the same things. And there's some things she li- watches I don't. Um, this is one of those things. I can promise you that. <laughs> I, I was going to say, dude, what you've described to me, I don't think is going to be her cup of tea. Yeah. So this is one of these. And I guarantee you, dude, I'm going to text you one morning and say, dude, I was up at 345. Yeah. Couldn't fall back asleep. Guess what I watched? Yeah. Got four episodes in or something. Yep. Yeah. Before everybody woke up and I got the coffee going. Um, so I look forward to it. Yes. And, and not just you, several people have yeah. told me about Sandman. Yeah. And, and again, the other episode, and I'll just say this briefly. Um, so Sandman's sister is death. And so yep. there's an episode in there that there's just this hour long conversation with his sister death. And it's just amazing. I, I've told you Greg before you and I have talked about this. One of the greatest dialogues in cinematic history yeah. is Al Pacino, Robert De Niro in the diner in Heat. Heat. Oh, it's it's so pure. amazing. It's it's almost perfection, dude. Yeah. It's so good. And I just th- to me this is just uh their 45 hour long interaction together in Sandman yeah. is just it's on par with that. Ooh. It's just really good the <laughs> the conversation that they have and uh the way that all that plays out just Absolutely amazing. So again, not something I'm recommending for families, right. um, but if if you know you lean towards something that is more grittier, and you don't have a problem with that language, things like that, then I would I would say this is something to check out. Oh, dude! I mean, that's I, I, you already had me. <laughs> you had me at hello, and now I am uh, going the full out. That's going to bump up. Maybe by the next podcast, dude, I'll have started in on that. All right. Uh, but I, I told Lisa about it. I knew uh, this is not going to yeah, be Yeah, no, thing. it's, yeah. Um, this would be, not that it's in the same universe, but the same reaction Lisa or Joy would probably have to cocaine bear. Yes, I, I think so. Not for the same reason. No, no, for very different reasons. You just but yeah, know just this not, is not going to gel with that. Yeah, yeah. And, and I totally get that. Yeah. Now, Greg, you've been actually digging on something, just kind of going in the same uh, vein of like intense 
kind of shows, yep. you've been watching something I have not, which is this particular show is surprising because I'm very familiar with this video game. Oh, yeah. But I have not taken the time to watch the TV show, and that is The Last of Us. So wow. talk to us about The Last of Us, man. Dude, it's... Uh I just think it's incredible. Now, this is one that you and Lisa are watching together, right? That, the fact that Lisa, this is a show we all watch, all family members watch. Yep. My youngest, Ella, might, well, no, I, I shouldn't say that. I shouldn't say that. I'm thinking of uh, Poker Face, which we'll talk about, mm -hmm. too. Actually, no, Ella likes it, too. I think I, I'm mixing things. All of us watch it. So, with my son, Ben, who, oh, you know, such a TV connoisseur mm -hmm. and he's so fun to talk about yeah still want to feature a debate with you two about uh man of steel yes uh, we'll, we'll, looking we'll, forward to that we, one we, that would be fun to watch you guys go at it and i would probably have very little skin in the game and just enjoy that but ben is at uh, college park yep. you know he's a sophomore there at uh, university of maryland so um when he's home mm -hmm. you know he's got spring break coming up uh from when this podcast drops it'll be in under a week uh and we'll uh think be watching the finale uh, where we are it is an exceptionally good show mm. and all of us like it so i'm not going to give any spoilers obviously for you nathan hasn't right, seen right, it right. or any uh i mean we can say the star pedro pascal who, pedro pascal uh, was in game of thrones he is the mandalorian in the mandalorian on yes disney plus um so he is Becoming more prominent in the things that he's doing very much so it seems right now dude all the rage is around Pedro Pascal and Jonathan Majors. Mm -hmm. These guys are turning up in everything. It seems like they've got the Midas touch right now. Mm -hmm. Everything is gold uh, that they do. I think Pedro Pascal is a great actor. And, oh, dude, what is the young lady's name? I think of her as uh, Lady Mormont in Game of Thrones. Uh, she's a British actress who plays the the kid. Okay. And she's great, too. Um so I will say this much. Uh, the reason that you're probably shocked as I was at least as watching it is it is a, and this is the premise. You get this from the previews. Right. So we're going to get that much. It is set in a zombie apocalypse. Yes. Yeah. That in the, um, which started with a video game. Yeah. yeah. Dude. But apparently the story of the video game itself and I finally have this. I didn't even understand this at first. What do you mean the story? Doesn't that change based on what you do? Well, once you get through a particular level, right. you get the next story. Yes. And it plays like a mini movie. Yep. And I think Benjamin told me it's something like barely 90 minutes of content uh, that, that are, if you were to watch the video straight, but they're building this yes. into this TV series. Yes. HBO Max. Yep. No shortage of money. The special effects are out of this world. Yep. It's, it's it's a movie experience. Uh, so I'm thinking there's no way Lisa's ever going to watch Aza. But, dude, I'll just say this. Unlike The Walking Dead, yeah. the title gives it away. Yeah. Notice what this is called, The Last of Us. Yeah. This is a thoroughly human story. Yeah. At times, the zombies, it, I, I, this doesn't give much. There's a few episodes they're not in them at all. Yeah, sure. Um, and... and but you're so gripped, but you know they're there. Right. Uh, but the story between Pedro Pascal, yeah. and I won't say why, who is protectively escorting this girl across the country yeah. for a particular reason, it's just 
all the stuff you love going yeah. back to the odyssey yeah the journey of the the main character the the adventures the setbacks the obstacles all that stuff's there the acting is off the charts good yeah they've had some guests like uh nick offerman mm-hmm. uh plays a very interesting role in one episode he was brilliant um, it touches on some controversial themes, sure. Uh, particularly those uh, looking at it through a Christian lens. Yeah. Just you know, giving all the warnings up front, like you did about Sandman. But uh, I would say this, dude. It is my surprise show. Yeah. And I'm gonna be sad when it ends. Yeah. Yeah. But I think there is a season two. Oh, um, yeah, I'm sure there is. Well, because they did a... Um, There's a second there game. There's a second video game, which yeah. Which I've heard about. Um, so, yeah, I'm sure they will. Um, and it's interesting because some shows can can do well in pulling off a second season. Yeah. There are some that I watch that I scratch my head. Me and too. I'm like, I, I think you should have just ended it mm-hmm. here. Dude, um, wait, isn't that called the... Li- like, if you saw Queen's Gambit. Yeah. Man, I enjoyed that. Limited was like seven episodes. Yep. The chess... Yep. Uh, player and uh, what's the girl's name? Uh, I'm blanking on. Yeah, I can't. Names, I can't think of her name right now. Yeah, I've seen her in in a hundred things. It's like three names. Yep. Something Joy maybe. Uh, but uh, she's fantastic in it. Uh, the story is great. If they had tried to press that into a, oh, let's do a second season. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Can something just stand? Hey, yeah. We needed seven blocks to tell this really great story. Yeah. That's going to be intriguing, interesting. And just let it be. Yeah. Um, so I would say this. My confidence is high in The Last of Us because the writing is crisp. Yep. The acting is gold. I mean, this is not your cheesy, bad acting. Yeah. Even the names I don't know, they've, they found some pretty good supporting actors. Yeah. And, uh, the, the, you know, they can make it work. Thematically, dude, I'll just tell you, we find ourselves talking about some really interesting things. Yeah. Raises a number of ethical dilemmas. Yep. Uh, very organically. It doesn't yeah. feel forced. You just, yeah. oh, well, they would have to decide X, Y, and Z. Yes, yeah. And, you know, so we're talking about these things, and I love that. Yeah. Because my family's talking. There's an excitement to it. Yep. Great show. That's that's awesome. I'm I, really eager for you to watch it so we can yeah, you know, and we can compare notes. And I will. I mean, I'm getting to the point where I'm getting more caught up with things. Yep. Um, the important know. things, television. That's right. Thank that's you. right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I, I will I will get there, but I I have actually watched a few more things than you have. You and have so, actually, yeah. Um, this this next one that I saw, and this is what I'm referring to when I talk about multiple seasons. So I saw Andor, yes, dude, which is the uh, the prequel of uh, Cassian Andor, yep. his story leading up to Rogue One, right. Um, and I'll, I'll just say this off the bat: I thought it was, I thought it was phenomenal. I thought it was great writing. I've heard a lot of people say it. Great acting. Yeah. Um, it was a Star Wars story mm-hmm. uh, for sure. I will say this: I, I felt like they're trying to set up for a season two, and I don't think it's necessary. I got you. Um, there, there's enough going on that I think they could have maybe even, and I think this is actually one of the longer series. There's like 10 episodes in Mm -hmm. this one. I think they could have maybe even pushed to 12 and have wrapped up his story satisfactorily Mm. leading into Rogue One. Rogue One, yeah. And it would have been good. Mm. Um, I don't think they did that. I think they're they're pressing for more. Um, But, again, I will say, all those caveats out there, it was phenomenal, and it it, it is worth watching. Yeah. Um, and so 
uh, yeah, that that is a recommendation I have for you, Greg. I think it does a good job of telling his story. The actors that are brought into it, um, Fiona Shaw is one of the main actresses in yes. there. Yeah, I um, know her. So uh, she does a she does a great job with that. Normally, she plays these really kind of uh, kooky off the wall kind of characters. Yes. Um, I don't know if you ever saw Undercover Blues with uh I, I didn't Dennis see it, Quaid but I, I and, know of it of yeah. course. Yeah. Um that that's one that we will have to watch before we talk about our movies one. Um but you know that's normal here and she wasn't that. She was very good at at being this kind of stable character. Yeah. Um almost like one of the main threads throughout the the show I think is her character and the importance of her character um kind of in the background weaving through the show oh yeah um obviously it's it's about cassie and andor but she has a prominent role in that and so all of the side characters you have no throwaway moments yeah i I don't even i would argue there aren't even moments for the sake of setting up yeah what was done in um uh, in, in Rogue, Rogue One, One yeah. you know, a, a lot of Star Wars has just become, well, we've got to justify the decision we made here, yeah. so we're going to go back and do this thing here. Um, I, I don't think there was that at all. I sure. think they just did a good job at presenting this is what we're facing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, obviously the Empire has its hands in uh, things that are going on uh, all over the galaxy, and and so it just kind of shows that and does it in a very compelling way. Oh, dude, you, you've... Color me intrigued, yeah. my friend, because I, my son Ben has watched many of those, and the way he described it to me, he says, "Dad, it it's Star Wars, but it it could stand almost on its own, yeah. yeah, even if it weren't Star Wars. That, in other words, that you watch it and it feels like he's, and I know what he means, a real show. Yes, pardon me. Some of the Disney Star Wars stuff feels more like, okay, this is a Star Wars thing. Yeah." And that's fine, but there's something about a story that can stand on. Oh, and it happens to be right set in the Star, Star Wars, Wars universe, universe. Is, yeah. is good. Yeah, but I would agree with that. Just to go back to it, I looked her up. The uh, girl in the Queen's Gambit is uh, uh, Anya Taylor Joy. Mm. Uh, I thought it was Anna Taylor, but Anya Taylor Joy, who uh, I believe is the main girl in uh, Split, mm. to uh, the movie, and um, yeah, she's yeah. she's great. Great actress, um, really sells the parts that she does uh, very, very well. But, uh, yeah, I that one, dude, I'm planning to get to, yeah. Um, because I have to admit, my my first thought is, yeah, okay, it's it's more that interesting, yeah, okay. But I've heard enough good about it that the writing is good, um, the story unfolds really well, and it's a really compelling. You notice how much we're talking about the story. Yes, a powerfully, yes. a powerful, well-told story. Yes, yeah. Is it's always whether it's a movie, shows, a book. Yep. Um, it, it, this is what, and I maintain, dude. Here, I'm going to put on my spiritual hat here. Yeah. Uh, it's because we live in a story. Yes. And there is a hero. Yes. There is a villain. Yes. There is a goal. Yep. There is an ending beyond our wildest dreams. So we it, we live in it. Yes. So I can't help but think that the draw to a story yeah. is at the deepest level we know, yeah, that this is what we were made for. Yeah. We're in one. Uh, this isn't just random hodgepodge. Yeah. Here's something that's disconnected to something else. No, we, we live in something. Yeah. 
and we certainly long for it and crave it. So I think that um, the the shows that grab us, yeah, we would say, yeah, we. Uh, uh, to me, acting, I love great acting. Mm-hmm. I, I I love great, you know, cinematography, the great shots. But if it doesn't have a story, mm-hmm. I don't really care. Well, like you said uh, last week, I think it was Denzel Washington will elevate anything oh, he's in yeah, always, but. When you get Denzel at his best, it's because there is amazing writing, yep. there's amazing directing, and he is there doing his thing. He'll take uh, you know, a piece of trash and turn it into oh. something that you're like, it's still Denzel and I want to see it. Yes, but dude. When you get all of the components and oh. then you get Denzel on top of that, I mean, that's the cherry on the cake right there. Dude, The Equalizer 2 mm-hmm. is a terrible movie. Yeah. I like the first Equalizer. It's a really bad movie. And the only good part about it is Denzel. Yeah. Dude, and now, because I said it, I've got to drop his great line from uh, from Flight. That's right. Because I was drunk. <laughs> I was drunk on the 13th. I was drunk on the 14th. I was drunk on the 15th. I'm drunk right now. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> you got to love Denzel. I mean, that... That dude, yeah, I, I, I stepped away from TV shows because he is—he's one of those few guys, dude. I don't think he's ever done TV. Has he? there's a few guys that have never. Tom Cruise has never done TV. No, I don't think Denzel's done TV. I, I, I could you be wrong. Say that I, I could I be wrong. Thought back maybe in the early '80s, something something he wants have. me to say like, and I don't know why. Yep, because you're right. I can't put my finger. But I thought he was like a doctor. Oh, in he was, dude. He was on St. Elsewhere. Ah, okay. You're exactly right. Okay. Dude, great catch. As soon as you said I'm like, no, he, he was. Okay. For a brief time. And uh, he sort of like Clooney. Clooney mm-hmm. was on ER yeah, for a ER, few years. Yep. And then he became Hollywood and kind of never went back. Yep. Uh, so, that, oh, that's a good catch, dude. Uh, I don't think Cruz, to my knowledge, ever was. No, I think I think you're right on that. I yeah. think he made his break in... Um, in uh, movies and i think that's where he stayed he's and just actually did. i'm i'm wondering if he's even ever guest starred in a tv show well i know matt smith told me he read an interview cruz watches no tv okay he loves movies yep he watches a ton of movies which cool, just the way he's wired i guess yeah but he he really is the true hollywood purist the yeah. movie star in that sense and then you know you've got um Oh, I can throw another quick one in here, dude. Yeah. Because this relates to this theme. Uh, because of some writing I did in my my writing program, yeah. they wanted us, they gave us a choice on some things we could watch. And I chose to watch the first season, and I'm going to give it the same trigger warning caveat you did. Mm-hmm. This is not a family. This is when we did one on media a few months ago. Yeah. This is let your conscience lead you, yep. know what your weak spots are, et cetera. There are some very edgy moments yeah. um, that, again, I've always maintained aren't really necessary. Right. I know Hollywood puts them in because it's intriguing, et cetera. Uh, so, you know, you do with that what you will. But uh, I watched the first season, again, of True Detective. Oh, okay, yep. And what made that series so interesting is uh, they use heavy hitters. Yeah. That had uh, Matthew McConaughey and Woody yep. Harrelson. It's uh, that first season... Is about as close, in my opinion, to TV, almost movie-level gold. Yep. There's a chilling murder story. You know, these guys are Louisiana 
I think state police, you mm-hmm. know, homicide detectives. Um, there is just a lot of pain in yeah. the characters, a lot of flaws in the characters. Really makes you think on a deep level. I I watched that uh, because it, I think it's eight episodes, and it, it enabled me to do some writing for a response assignment I did in my my writing program. Uh, I throw that one out there. It's good. The second season dropped radically. Yeah. The third one came up with uh, Mahershala Ali. Okay. Uh, was the the star much better? And the fourth and I think final they are dropping sometime this year as Jodie Foster. Oh, okay. Uh, so you notice all of those, they're all, the, the, the second one had good actors. It had Colin, uh, Farrell. Farrell, It had Vince Vaughn, had Rachel McAdams. Is it Adams or McAdams? Whichever. There are two. I think McAdams is the one who was in Dr. Strange. I think it was her. Yeah. I think it was her. Um, so, you know, again, great actors, but the writing in that second one just, again, the story wasn't very compelling and that changes everything. So, um. Well, Interesting. Going back to what you were saying about the story, right? I mean, this is this is what uh, Tolkien used against Lewis when you know they're friends. Lewis is not a believer. The Inklings. Yeah, yeah, you know, Tolkien would go back and draw on his knowledge. We've said this before. Draw on his knowledge of mythology. Yeah, which was and, pretty vast. Yeah, <laughs> and, Just you know, what a genius it's what Lewis loved, and yeah. so he's like, "Well, look at all these stories and how there's." There's reflections of reality in all of them, but nothing comes close to what the people actually want or need, right. and that is a true hero, a right. true savior, right? And that's that's what we get with television and movies. We get these these images of what humanity is like, yep. and we love the hero. Isn't it just so unsatisfactory when the villain wins? Oh, yeah. There's just something in us that cringes when the villain gets away with it. And even though we see it happen in life a lot. Yeah. Well, that's a great point, Nathan. When you see it in a story. Yeah. It's off-putting. Yeah. Because I think it's a oh, it's a story. Yeah. Tell me this is going to end. Right. I think it's hardwired into us. Yeah. Because at some level, we should know or suspect the grand divine narrative yes it ends with good winning yes um and i think that's hardwired into us dude that's great it's a movie reference i'll throw it out really quick i've talked about it in a sermon movie called arlington road yes with tim Tim robbins Robbins, Uh, jeff bridges i liked it It, it, i liked the movie but uh i'm gonna give it away because it's been 20 the good guys don't win in that no and i remember it bothered me for a while not only do they not right because sometimes you have like there there is no like the bad guys win yes the bad guys win and they actually take the day and go on to do their thing right another day yep yeah it, it is really it, it's a disturbing yeah. thought and i think the fact that what you point out why does that bug us so much because dude how many news stories do we see news events where you you've got this but what, something about when you're in a story, yeah, it, it's come on, man. Yeah, it I invested. Rubs, yeah, it rubs us wrong, or what I call the unfinished. Uh, again, another quick movie reference, but No Country for Old Men, mm-hmm. um, which is Coen Brothers. It's, it's, it's one of my favorites. It's well in my top twenty. Sure, I've got a lot of favorites. Um, but the Coen Brothers, uh, the what was the villain's name? Sugar, I think it's almost like sugar chilling villain in no country for old men um 
he is a vicious killer mm-hmm. and chilling. When he shows up in every scene, the tension is off the charts. And um, let's just say the movie ends with no resolution. Yeah. Uh, very open-ended. It, not necessarily that evil's one, but not the satisfying right. moment you want. Yeah. You know, and let's face it, dude. How many times do you and I, we talk about this, um, you, if you take a TV show, and you take a villain like uh, Gus Fring from Breaking Bad, mm-hmm. right? Or uh, you 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 take Lex Luthor in any yeah. any John Superman Lithgow version. from Dexter, Lithgow and Dexter. Oh my word! Yes, dude. Let's stick with that one because it's a TV show. The what you want, if the writers have done their job, you are already anticipating. I can't wait to watch this guy get his comeuppance. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait. Yeah. To watch this guy. And dude, it can get appealed to some dark things. You ever had it where you're like, mm, I wish it was more intense. Right. You know, like this yes. guy, this guy needed more. He didn't than that. get yeah. yeah, he didn't get anywhere near, you know, because they are they're tapping into something that's wired in us. We want that that vindication. Yeah. We want justice, that right? I mean, justice. we want justice. We do. At the end of the day, that's what it is. You know, yeah. it is when when God speaks of eye for an eye, right? Yeah. That in in his divine justice that's what it, god will bring to restitution all oh, yeah. of the injustice that everyone has faced yep and either that's done through the cross the great equalizer that we are all sinners we are all bound by um, sin or that is done for those who reject god yeah. they will be brought to the ultimate justice yeah um and so you know that's that's what we want. We want to see that. And it doesn't matter whether we uh, are Christians or not. There is something that beats in humanity yes. and cries out for justice. Yep. Well said, dude. Um, well said. I know I took us into some movie rings. Oh, that's fine. But we're, 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 we're generally yeah. staying uh, uh, shows. Uh, dude, you and I have both watched... Tulsa King. Yes. Uh, have you finished it? I've not. I've I've only watched the first two episodes. Let me tell you one thing. Yeah. And I won't give any details about the sure. plot. Because uh, I talked to somebody at church this morning that watched it, that knew I watched it. And uh, I will say, I think it falls off a little in the middle. Okay. And I don't, it almost felt like there were different writers. Okay. Uh, but I, I don't want to over bias you, but some of the writers are from The Sopranos. I think yep. Alan Coulter, Terrence Winter, and... You, you can definitely get the mafia vibe. Yeah. I mean, that's oh, yeah. the world in which it's that's set. It, yeah. Um, and then I think it's nine episodes. I thought the last couple came back. I don't okay. know if they were convinced. There is a little section in the middle that felt a little ambling okay. to me. So that was just what I would say. But it's intriguing to see Stallone. Mm-hmm. In that role. Now, uh, because I know so much about Stallone, because I know Matt Smith. Right. <laughs> and I'm married to Lisa Dutcher. Stallone insisted that dude gets a million an episode. Uh-huh. I think if you said, if I'm going to live in Tulsa six months of the year, you're, <laughs> you're paying maybe a million an episode. Um, he is kind of the heart of that show, isn't it? Yeah. And oh, dude, yeah. something about that guy at 76 years old yeah. is compelling to <laughs> <Yes>. me. <laughs> what is it about that dude? Yeah. Yo. Well, this is a guy who, you know, has uh, the character has been hardened by his circumstances. Yes, I'd say. But he's he's savvy and smart enough mm-hmm. to know when he can just go in and and talk to someone yeah. and threaten them, as it were, yep. versus when he's got to lay the smack down on yeah. them. 
you know, and, and that's what's really interesting is like he's just he he's he's going in. He wants to do his thing. He wants to get to the age where he can be done and get out. Yep. But, you know, he's he's not there yet. Uh, he's basically flat broke because yep. of circumstances. Oh, sure. So he needs to get to where he can retire. Boy, and, he's, he's starting his life over. Yeah. As the, at like, I think he's 75 yeah, in, in, in the, the show. show yeah. Um, dude, you got to admit, that a lot of guys would be happy to look like that at 45. <laughs> And that dude's looking like that at seventy five. Well, that's and that's a joke at the beginning it of the is. show yeah. with one of the characters. It it's like, wow, I thought you were, I thought you were fifty five. I know, I know, <laughs> I know, because you think, oh my goodness. I mean, well, dude, if you think about it, Rocky came out in seventy six. Yeah. I was six years old, and you were not even a twinkle in your that's papa's right. eye. So uh, he's been around a long time. Yeah, uh, and uh, it is. But let's talk about that from the hero's perspective. Yeah. Um, I don't know how they quite do it, dude. If you look at it objectively, he should not be somebody we're rooting for. Right. But you tell the story right. You get a little his backstory. Yep. You get in on his mission. Yep. I'll just say this. He has a very simple goal. Yep. He wants to start over. He wants things to, to come alongside. Mm -hmm. That show I enjoyed uh, I don't put it in my own view on the caliber some of the other shows we're talking about. Right. Um, it it was very much Stallone show. I appreciate his supporting cast. Yeah. Especially the dude who is in uh, uh, the Spider Man movies. Oh who, yes. The, the uh, dude who yeah. owns the marijuana yeah. shop. Yeah. That dude <laughs> cracks me up, man. Every scene he's, he's in. Just so dead. Is that he's so deadpan? <laughs> his whole persona. That guy is incredible. Yes. I also like Stallone's driver, Tyson. Yes, yes. You learn more about him as the show goes on. Yep. I'll just say that. And he, there's an interesting story. So they are trying to develop some things. Yeah. Um, that's all I'll say about it yeah. for now. But it's a man with a very simple mission. Yeah. In many ways, that's what stood out to me. The show is very simple. Yeah. It's There's not too many complex subplots interconnecting here and there. You really I mean there's not like you're not even talking about a whole lot of special effects no, or no. anything. I mean it's it, it is. It's yeah. very it's a very simple mob drama almost. It is. And um one of the things so uh I was actually doing a lot of catching up and things like that yesterday and so I was actually finishing through or starting several series so that we could talk about these things today. Yeah. And Joy was like, so so. what's your favorite out of all of them? I said, well, they're all different. Yeah, they are. They're just, everything that I've been watching is just so different from one another. It's hard to say this one is better than this one. Yes. Um, you know, we're, we're going to talk about um, Poker Face. I'm assuming we're going to spend a lot of time talking about that because you and I are in sync on that one. Yes. And I'm going to um, sing uh, Lady Gaga's Poker Face. <laughs> carry my, carry my. And there goes our okay, yeah. three there, listeners. There go our, our, our four listeners. See, I, I'm more optimistic. Our four listeners should stop. So take that um, out and post. But I mean, Tulsa King is. If you enjoy the mob, the mafia thing, then then yeah, Tulsa King is gonna be yeah. your jam. I you agree. are going to enjoy it. Um, again, that's a great point. If I don't know familiar, if you if you don't like mafia stuff, yeah. I don't know that you'd like. No, it I, and I agree. I with think that's that. a good point. Um, I you know. Many many of you who would be familiar with more of the mafia stuff, like the, it's what you'd expect. There's there's a lot of language in there. 
Um, the 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 sexual content is actually down to a minimum, yes. which is which is different than some other things that you might see. Um, so in that respect, some people might be more willing to to dig it and watch it. Um, I agree, dude. But yeah, I, I mean, if if your thing is uh, mafia, and you know, then yes, watch it. You will enjoy it. Yeah. Um, Poker Face, very different because this is a detective mystery show. Yeah. Uh, as you put it, not a, a who done it, but how was it done? It's a how done it. Yeah, yeah. It really is a how done it. And before we hit Poker Face, yeah. dude. Yeah. I didn't want you to forget. I know nothing about this show, but I've heard a lot of people talk about Halo. Halo, yes. So and you, I you watched it. I did. I started watching the first episode uh, two weeks ago. Yep. I watched the first episode, watched the second one Friday, and then binged the rest of it yesterday yep. and saw it. I have actually been digging on it. Yep. So for for many people, when you watch a a show that was a video game, right? You're not getting a lot out of it. I mean, yep. you know, this is this is a show about aliens, but they have done a very good job I've at putting um, j- just the acting, the writing, what's going on, how did all of these things come about to to get us the characters that we have. Very well done. Um, the the actor, and it's not because I've seen this show, so please, uh, I just, I know the actor who's in here, and some people might be familiar with it. Orange is the New Black, oh. the guy who played the uh, the porn stash um, security guard. I've not seen Orange, but I, I think I know who you're talking about. Tall, thin guy? Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I know who you're talking so about. So he's completely jacked in this show, yeah. and he he does a very good job acting out what this character is supposed to be. A, a lot of people, uh, the deadpan character works with some yeah. characters, and this guy does it very well. Yeah. They're these, these people, uh, they're humans who have been genetically enhanced, are not supposed to show emotions. Right. And there's a couple different ways that you can do that, and I think he does that very Ooh, well. Oh, yeah. Um, he's just very straight. I'm a soldier. This is my job. This is what I do. Yep. Um, and even when he starts to get emotions, yeah. he just he plays it very well, very gradual. He doesn't know how to process the things that he's experiencing, and I think yeah. that comes across well with this actor. And... Um, I, I mean, I'm trying to think of any big names, and the the closest one I can think of would be there is a character. Um, he's an Asian character. He was in Pacific Rim and Pacific Rim Uprising. He almost plays like this uh, this caricature in the movies that he's in or the shows that he's in. He's in it. I can't remember his name. Yeah, but that a one lot is of like, a black hole to me, dude, because I know nothing. But I've heard a lot of people talk about yeah. Halo. And it's it's a sci-fi, yeah. um, you know, so if you enjoy those alien-type movies and yep. you enjoy that, t- then I think it's one that you will really enjoy. But again, there's there's good writing. There's good character relationships, right? That's yep. something that we didn't talk about is yep. the chemistry, chemistry of the, the characters. characters. Like, Big there are issue. some shows that I will watch not because I necessarily think there's good writing or acting, right. but I think there's good chemistry between yeah. the characters, yep. and I love seeing that chemistry. Yeah. And so, yeah, Halo is one. I actually wasn't planning on watching it, and then um, 
you mentioned uh, sharing, uh, you know, uh, yes. streaming services. Yes. And, what are you uh, talking about? Dude? That's right. But yes. Uh, so uh, someone who uh, has Paramount Plus that I was I was watching, I just clicked on it, and and this person was in uh, on episode nine, and so they were doing a recap yeah. of what happened before. And that recap of the episode made me want to go back That's and watch so cool. from the beginning. That's really cool, dude. I um, yeah, that'll get added in too. So track with me on that in the yeah. coming days. And dude, I think we're gonna end with what poker phase, right? I think so. Yeah, yeah. We're um, we're getting to the end here. There's so much more that we could talk oh about. Oh my but goodness, yeah. dude. Yeah, once you uh, once you get started, dude. I I love poker phase. Yes, I I think. I was excited about it beforehand, partly because I like Ryan Johnson. I yep. know many Star Wars purists are dying a thousand deaths because he made uh, the uh, Last Jedi, yep. which right is not what it was called. The that Last was Jedi, the, yep. probably the most controversial of all yep. the Star Wars movies since the originals. Um, and like Ben, my Ben, my mm-hmm. son, that's his favorite one. I. I won't say it's my favorite, but I like it. But, it's but, up there. But but you yeah. like, and he he does some very unique things. Yeah, very unconventional things. Interestingly enough, I didn't know this till recently. He wrote, directed, the the most acclaimed individual episode of Breaking Bad. Oh, okay. Which is the episode called Ozymandias. And mm-hmm. dude, if you know Breaking Bad, you'll know Ozymandias. It is. Uh, it's just pure gold. Mm-hmm. It's it's incredible. So Johnson is the guy they brought in to do that. So Vince Gillen, Vince Gilligan must have known this guy can do some special things. He's yeah. got a unique talent. So uh, Knives Out, yep. The Glass Onion, yep. To me, just really well done movies. Yeah. A lot of people ripped Glass Onion. I I I, I enjoyed it thoroughly. Yeah. I thought it was smart and funny and clever. I think the biggest thing with Glass Onion that people can't separate is that and and ryan johnson wanted to do this was not not connect it to knives out at all yes and so but executives and producers whoever decided no no no, we're going to call it a knives out story right and he didn't want to do that and i think that's the biggest thing if you could have taken it as this is a separate story this is not a knives out story this is just this is the you know, Blanc is the yes. detective. He's he's really the only thread of connection yeah. be, between the two. Benoit Blanc. Yep. Now I will be a quiet, <laughs> passive observer <laughs> of the truth. Um, yeah. Gosh, man, D- Daniel Craig right. oh, in, in just, that role is just yeah pure joy to me. I I think I told this dude. I read about him that um, an actor had worked with him or or. Set person on uh, the last Bond film he did. Okay, and his take was that Craig was very serious. He looked very tired. He looked very worn. They wrapped it up, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And his posture on the uh, two Ryan Johnson Knives Out movies yeah. was opposite. So I might be overreading this, but I just wonder if he's having fun. Yeah, playing this character. I mean, the Bond character might get old after a while. Oh yeah, you know you're very. Uh, serious and well i'm sure there's a lot demanding of you too with oh that. i yeah. mean it's not <laughs> not only pressure of your bond but yeah. action sequences and i mean all of those things oh, have yeah. to be benoit blanc yeah. is going to be a much more yeah. uh, light-hearted role by 
uh, by definition. Yeah. So there's the background. So this is Ryan Johnson. That's yep. doing. So I, again, I saw this somewhere that he's coming out with this uh, this mystery show. Dude, just a couple of things I'll throw out and see if you comment. Yeah. I love, love, love. You're right. It is a, it's a how done it. Yep. Because um, here's just to say the first episode is a stage center. Yes. Uh, yes. I think it's a good stage setter. Yep. But uh, my family and I talk about it. It feels very different. Yes. From the other shows that come after. Yep. I'm almost curious to watch it again. Uh, but it sets up sort of a overarching narrative. Yes. And then each week. Yep. She has a new adventure. Yes. With uh, and it's a classic '70s, almost early '80s kind of. Yeah. You know, Rockford Files, yep. uh, even a little murder she wrote, but the real inspiration seems to be Columbo. Yes. Um, which was usually a classic How Done It. The writing, you know, the font is that 70s kind yep. of pale yellow that they get yep. in there. Um, and it's just a been a very fun. I, I, each week, I, oh, what are they going to do this week? Yes. Yeah. Because each story is very different. Yep. Uh, Natasha Leone, dude. Oh, that I, gravelly voice that she uh, has, that, and that throaty. Right? Yeah. Hey, let me tell you something. Here. Yeah. Um, it, it just incredible. Yeah. Right. It, it's it's so much fun to watch, and they, they've used some pretty big names. Yeah. Obviously, the beginning. Uh, uh, Benjamin Bratt. Benjamin Bratt. Adrian Brody. Adrian Brody's the one I'm yep. thinking of. I mean, these are these are yeah these are heavy hitters. Yeah. Yeah, these are veteran <laughs> actors, movie and TV, that that have that have, have done some really great stuff. Yep. Uh, and in the most recent, uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Yep. Unbelievably yep. good. Um. So, what stands out to you about it, dude? Yeah, I I mean, I think all of those things. You know, the 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 reason why uh, she is all over the place why there is this new adventure you know you watch you watch something like murder she wrote or columbo right yeah. and i know the thing that always comes to my mind is particularly like murder she wrote right how can there be this many murderers in this small <laughs> town like there is no one left in the population they're either all dead or they've all killed you know, know. so they're in jail and like it's, it's such a cute little town <laughs> right with all these psychopathic I killers <laughs> Dude, wow! And yeah, I just every time I see a show that extends for a period of time, you're like, yeah. how can there be this many psychopaths it's in one so area? So true, dude. Where she is all over the place. Yes. She's not in one area, and so she's encountering these bad things as she's going along. And the reason is set up in the first one, and so. Yes. Like you said, it sets the stage for why she is out. Yes. In these other areas. And uh, the things that she does, right? She's the the carefree spirit that's like, look, I just need to make money and I can't stay in the same place for too long. No. And to me, like, that is just great because it sets up why she's moving into the next place, why she's yeah. moving to the next place. But it also just sets up, look, I can take these really weird jobs where you're just going to pay me in cash. Pay me under the, the thing, table. Yep. Um, and, and that's great because it allows her to encounter people. See, and I think that's the thing that I like about it is what if you had somebody who, who did that, right? They're just the people that they would encounter. And I think that's the great thing. Like whether it's the victim, whether it's the, the, the killer, whether it's just the surrounding characters in the story, she's getting involved for a period of time with these people. All right. 
and you know her unique ability which is which is not a secret she can just she can tell when people are lying yeah um and it it works right yep. she doesn't know the why and that's the whole thing why are you lying about this yes there is no good reason for you to lie about this unless there's something deeper going on and that's usually what starts the piece dude you you just put your finger on something i think what i love about it her unique ability, yeah. her special ability, is it's just it's it's it barely registers as what you would call a gift, yeah. But it's just enough to introduce a wrinkle, yes, in every scenario, yep. that is fascinating. To give her just one little insight, and dude, I'm I'm well, that's a whole other subject, but I, I'll just say this. I'm very intrigued right now with some a little story I'm trying to concoct uh, for some of my assignments and, and that sort of thing. What if you introduce a very powerful villain yeah. who has some very uh, unique powers, mm -hmm. and there's the protagonist that could encounter them that just has one slight edge that mm -hmm. distinguishes them from the rest of their peers? Yeah. And it seems like, well, it's not an even match. I mean, the, what she's up against, what he's up against could never overcome. Well, let's see. Right. If she plays it right. Yes. If she, what I love about the show is that you know that the, the shtick that they bring is a little wrinkle in every scenario. Yes. And it's a question of, okay, can she play that right? Yes. So then you tap into me, her, her true gifts, which is she's smart. Yes. She's sharp. You know she's had some life hardening experiences. Yep. Um, that second episode, dude, which kind of showcases the main feature of the show. I won't give it away, but it's the dude in New Mexico, you know, yeah. sitting up on the roof of the gas station. Yeah. The way her gift was used there yes. to just give enough friction and obstacle for what the villain is trying to yes. accomplish. And I just love it to me because it shows me they've got a creative writing team. Yep. They've got a tremendous protagonist. Yes. Uh, Natasha Leone can, I mean, I. She some, carries that. She carries the whole yeah. thing, dude. I mean, yeah. and, and they've got great guests. Yeah. Uh, did you see the one set, the two ladies in the nursing home yes. we talked? Yes. Wow. They were great, too. Yeah. That was Judith Light and. Uh, Oh, she played on Law and Order. She was uh, the captain. I think it's. Uh, I'll, I'll look it up. Oh, okay. Uh, but they were. They're both well-known season TV actors. Yeah. Uh, they play a very unique role, and um, that story in particular creates a matchup. Yes. That I thought, uh, how's she going to do this? Yeah. And so each week, I'm just sort of it, the brilliance of the show is okay. You know who did it. Yep. You know how they did it. Now you're just kind of waiting. Mm -hmm. Will she get it? Yes. How and why? And you think, oh, can that work for a show? Yeah. And it, it, it does. does. Yeah. Yeah, it's just great. And, dude, I'm happy to say, if you heard, season two's already been ordered. Oh, yes. I did hear so, about uh, that. So, Peacock. Yes. Now, the one thing, dude, are you like with me on this? Peacock, I pay for Peacock, but you still get commercials. Yeah. Well, we do. So, the reason why we have Peacock is because of the World Cup. Oh, right. So the right. World Cup aired on Peacock. You yep. could get um and so for uh you know, a buck ninety nine a month. Yeah. 
Joy was like, well, I'll get Peacock for a year, oh, and then yeah. we'll only pay like 24 bucks for a year sure. to get Peacock. So that's why we have it. Yeah. So uh, is there a higher tier that you I can pay without? I don't think so. Okay. And if you noticed with Tulsa King on Paramount Plus, dude, there are a couple of tiers. It doesn't matter. Their newest shows, they're going to make you watch, watch commercials. commercials. Stinks. Yeah. Hate that because it is nice. Like when you watch something on HBO Max. Right. You're just now. You still have to watch something at the beginning. The beginning, yeah. There's an intro, but, but usually once it starts, even the intro. Oh, is you can something, skip it. You can skip it, but even if if you can't, it's something related to another show on HBO Max. It's exactly. like watching a trailer in the movie theaters. It is. Um, so it is. I don't I don't mind that so much. No. The the Tide commercials oh. and the you know uh, Dove the yeah. Chlora you know all that stuff is like. All right, I know. whatever. It's like, do I really have to watch Flow from Progressive right, right. now? I'm totally <laughs> into the story. Keep the story going. Yes. So that's you know a little again first world problem. Right. I'm sure that uh, you know if you could go back in time to any of those martyrs in Fox, that's and Flow, right. they, They'd show you a lot of empathy, man. Really, that's got to be tough, man. That's got to be. I did, that's... dude. I was I was totally invested, and then they they threw another Dove commercial in there. I know. <laughs> we're really carrying our cross dude i know we'll do that. It's, it's rough um, it's rough yeah um, but a lot of great stuff dude yeah. and to me the great stuff gets you to think it gets mm-hmm. you to talk it gets you to converse yeah i'll say this too dude for a lot of people say I, I i'm sure you feel the same Nathan. i've had some of the best conversations with yes. people outside of the church yeah because you share a common interest oh yeah. i watch that yeah and you talk about what you like what you don't just gives you fodder yeah. to build connections. I mean, sports can do that, too. Yeah. There's, a, there's a variety of things that, that can. But. It's what we talk about, the water cooler talk, right? It is. I mean, it's it's the thing where, you know, you're both there. And so finding out that, I mean, if, if the Bible describes believers as being aliens in a strange world, then doesn't it also make sense that the world does not understand us and that's how they view us? Yes. And so if we can do some things within our conscience, right? And, and I want to make that clear that, I, no, I don't think all of these shows are for everyone. Uh, and I think there are well going to be said. people who your conscience is going to prevent you from seeing them. And oh. I that's okay. Of course. Do not violate your conscience yeah. to watch these things. If you get into it, I just, I can't do it. Okay, that's cool. Of don't course. do it. Yeah. But there is something to the fact that, man, they're, they're unbelievers who you want to build relationships with and you want to talk to them and you want to show them that you're not as strange as they think you are, yeah. that you, you do enjoy quality television. You do enjoy sport. You know, you, we have commonality here. Um, that gives you inroads to building relationships, to being able to communicate the gospel. Always, always dude. I've, I have found there was a guy at my former church. Um, wife came; she was very involved. Husband not very spiritually interested. Uh, she was very good. She she didn't high pressure sale mm-hmm. uh, uh, sales him, but she uh, you know, from time to time. Oh, I'd love it if he came. Love it if he came. Love it if he came. And um, he loved my love for movies. Yeah, he was a connoisseur. Um, I don't have a story where, oh, and one day he fell right. on his knees. And came, but we connected yeah. for a number of years, and he came. I always felt like he was kind of uh, politely there, enduring it. 
and then he would always look for me at the end. Mm-hmm. And I would say, hey, man, I'll, I'll say, nobody would know his name was Kenny. Mm-hmm. And I'd say, Kenny, let's, uh, let, hey, well, you know, what, what have you been watching? What right. is and we would connect, and we would talk, and I just love that. Yeah. You know? And I think it shows people, hey, they live in the same world I live in. Yes. You know, they, they really do. Yeah. And, and that's what we want. We do right. live in the same world, right? Uh, we live in the same world, so we can talk about these things. And again, I love your point, Nathan. I never push people to watch something that says, hey, that would violate my conscience. And uh, yet yeah, you have to. You, yeah. I mean, scripture's very clear on that. Um, you, you have to, you know, you have to respect that. There's mm-hmm. certain things uh, that if I watch it, that would be bad. Yep. Uh, so we can't qualify that enough. Right. And, and I mean, you know, for people who are listening there, there are things that Greg would watch that Greg does watch um, that uh, one show in particular, you've recommended to mm-hmm. me for mm-hmm. years and I started and it. And you started and said, and, yeah, I'm not going to. Yeah. And I just, I was like, I got to one episode. And I was like, dude, I just, I can't, I, I can't get over that. I and every time I watch it, that's what you I'm think always about. going to be going back to that, that thing I, that I just, I can't get over. I, and I get it. And I really do. And it, it, by the way, it was a, it's a deep theological issue. Yeah. It wasn't like it was right. a, 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 you know, no, it was sexual thing. Yeah. It's, it's, and I, I get it. Yeah. Uh, I really do. Uh, and by the way, for our audience, that was not Breaking Bad. Nathan no. just won't finish Breaking Bad because he's a bad person. That's right. Um, <laughs> so it, if he ever changes, becomes a good person, That's right. he'll be watching Breaking Bad. That's right. You'll, you'll so. be the first to know, Greg. Yes, and I expect to be, dude. I expect to be on my deathbed and you coming to me and saying, Dutcher, I'm on season two, episode four, and I'll be like, Giving you the weak thumbs up at that point. Saying, well, well, brother, if uh, if if we keep eating like we ate today yeah, at lunch, oh, that could yeah. be sooner rather than later. <laughs> you are not kidding, dude. But that Mexican was good, oh, dude. That was good. That queso dip. Oh, oh my soul! Beautiful. Remind me when I go home to today to not eat dinner. Right, dude. You know I'm gonna eat dinner. <laughs> You know, you know, I'm going to eat dinner and probably have a snack. That's right. Bed, that's so. right. Well, yeah. you know, we came in and our pastor, you know, uh, Matt Smith's oh. here and he's he's bringing out the donuts from breakfast. You guys want donuts? Like, no, nah, we just had big lunch. And then we were doing some things when we were prepping. Yeah, and then I came out and donuts. I was like, yeah, why he's not? Got Satan's pastry shop right there. I'm looking at. Thank you, Matt. Putting carbohydrate <laughs> temptation in our path. Oh man! Well, brother, this was good. I loved it, dude. Um, next week, talking about movies, we got a special guest. Special guest who's so, never been on before. Right. I, it's going to be his debut. That's right. So we'll just say, who is that? You'll have to tune in to find out. That's right. And I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, so. me too, dude. It's going to be fun. Until the next time, man. We just rock the Casbah. Yes, sir. Thank you again for listening to these. Go to eleven and unchurchy conversation about everyday faith. Once again, please make sure you like, subscribe, and review on your favorite podcast platform. And if you ever find yourself in the Forest Hill, Maryland area, please feel free to stop by at 135 Industry Lane, and you can get all of our service times and information at ChristFC.org. These go to 11.